Earthlings, we have now taken over your radio. Kobe! Oh man, oh man. Get that Celtic On the list, I guess, of uh, many tough episodes to do, we felt like it was really important um, to, to do this episode today. Because um, first and foremost, Black Lives Matter and the what is happening not only in the U.S., um, in Canada, all over the world, um, instigated really by the murder of George Floyd in, in Minneapolis uh, last week, has... Uh, I know impacted our world. Um, I, it's it's really the only thing that's been on my mind for whatever it's been, and it's it's obviously a, a huge part of daily life right now. Um, the the battle against racism, but as as far as the spill off into something that me and you both dearly love in the NBA, and seeing how much um, the players are are responding and standing up and and using their platform. Uh, to, to try and affect positive change is I, I think regardless if this is just a half hour show airing in Winnipeg, um, I downplay us all the time. I, I still think it's important that if we can talk our truth and speak on these things that really, really matter to us and matter objectively uh, around the world, I, I think we can do uh, our small, small part and uh, hopefully get, one of our listeners, two of our listeners, whoever, um, thinking um, about what's going on and finding their own truth. Because I, I, I think, and I would love to hear what what you're thinking right now, Siraj, But like, I found myself like battling with with my thoughts for better or for worse for the past few days of how do I actually feel? Like, what was my initial response when I saw the video of George Floyd being murdered? Um, how? Am I supposed to respond? What am I supposed to say? Um, do I just come out and say how I feel um, because I've lived a, a privileged life and I'll never know what it feels like um, to to be black and and to see these things and feel the way um, black people feel about them? I, I'll, I'll never feel that, and I, I'm I've come to terms with that, obviously. But it's it's just such a confusing time uh, for everyone. Um, how, how have you gone about it and how are you feeling about everything? Um, there was certainly anger. Well, first of all, yes, black lives matter a hundred percent. If you're saying anything else, or if you're, if you're refusing to say it or be silent about it, you're, you are ignoring a serious issue and it's a serious systemically racist issue. Um, and that's something that I believe, you know, people in my life, um, people that I wanted in my life don't stand for. Um, on top of that, how I felt about it, I, I did watch the video and my blood was boiling. It sucks that um, the murdering of people has to make the rounds for us to, you know, truly take action. But it, it, it's, un, it's an unfortunate shock. Some are calling it murder porn. Um, it, it, was, it was disgusting. And uh, my blood started boiling. I went to bed very restless and angry. And uh, just tossing and turning. And I currently have a neck injury, uh, too. So, like, obviously, just, like, things compounded. I was not in the right headspace um, after after seeing that. And seeing the unrest come up and seeing the just the compilations of police brutality and, and, and violence and how all of these, like, 
um, Brianna Taylor, uh, I forgot Regis's last name in Toronto, um, George Floyd, Ahmaud Aubrey, like, like this is within like the past year and not even this is the, this is as of 2020. And, and if you think this is not an issue that affects you, four First Nations people were shot by Winnipeg police this year. And we still don't entirely have answers for the four people shot by our own police. Um, and, and that's, this is not an anti-cop uh, podcast, uh, regardless of my personal views or your personal views. Um, but there are um, anti-cop sentiments. And um, I, I'm, I'm pretty well documented to not be a fan of cops. Um, but this is the time to... Um, you know, I, I didn't agree with everything Killer Mike said, but to plot, plan, strategize, mobilize, and um, oh, I forgot the other one. You, he said five things, but um, to actually take action, and actually taking action would be letting your voice be heard, protesting, um, the rioting. I, of course, don't support destruction of property, but oh my god, to only comment on the rioting is to further divide people who are standing for the same message, which is equality. Um, and and to to single out rioters or looters in the midst of what why this is actually happening why can't we hold cops accountable like that's the real question why can't cops be held accountable the same way civilians should be um that that's the biggest issue where it's 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 a true power structure shift that needs to happen and i couldn't be prouder of how nba athletes have responded to this the nba isn't what it is without the contribution of black athletes and black people um, adjacent to the game. Um, it, it, if you, if you asked me what my top three were and you didn't know me at all, the only, the only logical to, like white person in the top 10 right now would be Larry Bird. No matter what your top three is, they're black people. If you like basketball, if you like pro sports, if you like music, if you like fashion, if you like pop culture, you should be affected by this. If you have respect for your neighbors, you should have your eyes and ears on this. Um, with all that said, incredibly proud of people who went on the front lines, Jalen Brown and Malcolm Brogdon, um, to put them on the presidential ballot already because um, these guys have really shown out. Um, Jalen Brown going the lengths of um driving 15 hours i believe like driving to his hometown in atlanta to protest uh on the front lines and uh we we've seen statements from nba players that have kind of transcended um you know obviously the the world of basketball into becoming civil rights leaders uh, michael jordan is at that level that he can be and to see a michael jordan statement to see a kareem abdul jabbar statement um I think our minds are finally in the right place to organize and effectively take down what is a systemically racist power structure. Yeah. I mean, all very well said, man. And uh, just touching on uh, the, the NBA's royalty really stepping up. I mean, yeah, you, you named a bunch of them right there. And I, I love seeing those young guys. Yeah. Brown Brogdon 20, uh, 2020 for sure. Can I, can I just mention think, something quickly before you go on? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, I I applaud that you acknowledge that you felt uncomfortable and you didn't know how to feel because I felt the same way. I am a person of color. You are a white person. We both deal with racism 
in different ways. But there is a level of racism that Black and First Nations people experience that is far different from anything you and I experience. Um, so I'm happy. I just wanted to touch on what you said as well. I'm extremely happy that you said you're uncomfortable and you almost were confused about it. You didn't know how to entirely feel. And then, and then you formed a point after a while. Like it's, it's okay to feel uncomfortable by things. It's very okay, but you have to explore why you feel uncomfortable. And I'm glad you did. And I'm glad people are. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. And I, I think if, if there was any like huge motivation for me to, to want to do this pod and, and for us to, to say what we have to say in, in a short amount of time, that was a big part of it for me because now I feel like I'm, I'm really trying to face that uncomfortableness and, and figure out why. And I, I, I think I'm almost past the point of, of thinking about how important it is to say the right thing and rather just say how I feel, because I know deep down I'm a good person that, that truly does love all people. But I think there's this inherent, um, there's this inherent feeling in our culture I guess that whether I'm privileged as a white male or or how I was grown up here in, in Canada, and I'm I'm glad you mentioned the First Nations people as well because we we have our own problems here. Um, and in just trying to kind of really dive into those feelings, as messy as they are, I think is a positive practice in itself. And 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 simply, I, I think what really got to me over the past weekend, like like personally, is is when. Um, people that I really respect their, their thoughts and, and their opinions are really coming out and saying that like, if you just let this all pass by and, and you, and you just continue to live your life because for a lot of people, none of this changes their day to day, you know, like people are still, people are still going to work. People are like people are going to the lake, people are trying to go to the park and enjoy themselves and stuff like that. And, and hell, I, I mean, I'm trying to do the same thing. Like I'm trying to live my life day to day, but it's, it's so easy to just turn off and say, I'm, I, maybe I'll say something the next time something happens or, or, or maybe I'll just, I'll, I'll hope that someone else fixes this problem. And I think the more people feeling that way or thinking that way, and then actually acting that way or just the fact of not acting i think the more that happens the longer this these kind of injustices will continue so even if my small part is to to not ignore anymore i'm not saying i never ignored it but like i i i've i was it was easy for me to be passive because it didn't affect my day-to-day life and it might not affect my day-to-day life in the in the next coming days or the weeks or months or whatever. I mean, as, as, as much as I love Minneapolis and I've been there many times, being an eight hour drive away, I'm not there right now. I I'm in Winnipeg, Manitoba, which seems to be a fairly safe spot, but I still can't help the feeling of, and I don't think it's guilt like that. I don't think that's the right word. But it's this, it's this uncomfortable feeling of what's my role in all of this selfishly and what I can do, whether it's communicating to my own community, my inner circle, or using this, whether it's a small platform or not on UMFM um, to, to say what we have to say. Um, 
I'm at the point where I'm very comfortable with that of like, yes, I'm just going to, I'm going to speak my truth. And if something bothers someone, I'm going to try and learn from that as openly and honestly as possible because this saying this out loud feels a lot better than me thinking about the right thing to say on Instagram on a Sunday morning or something, you know? Yeah. Super well said. It's, it's maybe not entire, like you were fumbling on the word there. Like you said, it's maybe not guilt, but like, maybe it is a guilt. Maybe it's a guilt you're feeling about the systemic injustice, obviously not something you're doing, but like, yeah, the world sucks uh, a lot more if you're a person of color, um, just on a day-to-day basis on things we can't see or feel because we're not them um, or we're not in their experiences. We're not being perceived um, as that uh, from cops or from people of prejudice. And um, and what you said about being passive, like it, that's, if anything, that's what should change. Um, racism isn't something to be passive about. And uh, I applaud you for standing up and I also want to uh, apologize for so affectionately uh, cutting you off as you're about to explain to the people what Malcolm Brogdon was doing for the people. Hey, no, I mean, that's it's all good, man. I think if, if cutoffs happen between us, that usually means it's an important point. True, true. Well said. <laughs> um, but yeah, hey, going, going back to, to what we know best as far as uh, the NBA goes, like, Seeing these young guys, I mean, Jalen Brown, third pick in, in the draft, Malcolm Brogdon was rookie of the year a few years ago. Like these are this is the next generation of guys. And them being so upfront and honest and and just matter of fact with with their their beliefs and putting their foot on the ground kind of thing, I think has already have had an incredible trickle-down effect. I mean there's no way we can name all the NBA players that have um, been stepping up in, in one way or another, whether it's Jalen Brown leading those silent protests or it's not, it's not silent. Um, pardon me. What did he call them? Um, peaceful pro- protests, of course. Um, I, Lonnie Walker, I saw was cleaning graffiti um, last night. I mean, there's, there's so many people not only on rosters right now, but in the NBA community um, that are, that are stepping up. And uh, I, you sent me like the Lakers and the Pelicans like uh, message this morning as far as like, uh, if you're not with us, we ain't with y'all. Um, everyone's kind of doing something in their own way. The, the MJ uh, statement, Kareem's op-ed, um, the Masai had a beautifully written thing in the Globe and Mail this morning as well. Um, I mean, if, if the NBA does something really, really well, it's, it's letting their players have a voice. It's letting their players use that voice to some good. And I'm hoping it's not just my bubble that I'm living in, but they seem, the NBA community, they seem the most outspoken and actually acting on their thoughts and their feelings more than any other community. Maybe because it's uh, the majority of the people are black, but I almost think that's besides the point. And it's, it just makes me so proud as an NBA fan to see that the, the statement coming from Adam Silver, uh, on behalf of the NBA, I mean, you just go down the line and I just think it's so, it's, it's such a positive impact that they're having um, and they're using their voice uh, for good. I, I'm just so proud of them. And, uh, I'm, and the coaches committee, I mean, I just, I have a, a long list of things that people are trying to do 
you know, they, they, they're trying, whether it's being on the ground or saying their statements, forming a committee, whatever it is, um, that's huge. And from a basketball fan, I'm just, I'm super proud of the NBA and, and hopefully, hopefully that trickle effect really, really happens. Yeah. And, um, we, we've seen like just the various lengths of what people have done. Um, another person who went on the front line, Steven Jackson, um, of course. Yeah. It, just an incredibly touching story that, um, the first time he saw George Floyd, he asked who your daddy, um, because th- they do ha- share like similar, uh, facial features. They do, uh, to, to a degree, look a, a bit alike. And, uh, oh, they, he, he would have absolutely my brothers. Yeah. And, uh, they affectionately called each other twin. Uh, so Steven Jackson, uh, former NBA champion, um, uh, the stack, um, had a personal relationship, a friendship with George Floyd and is currently on the front lines. Uh, big shouts to our station manager, uh, Jared for putting us on a, a, an article about it. Um, that was incredibly heartwarming and, and, and of course heartbreaking, uh, because he lost his brother. Um, we've seen just the various, uh lebron adjacent uh if you ain't with us we ain't with y'all uh posts on instagram lately um where like i'm i I don't support division but i do support that if you are not with unity you are against unity like that's a very cut and dry message if you are not for um the the unification and the equal treatment of people then what are you are are you that's what they were saying right yeah because if you're indifferent at least yeah. yeah. If if you're indifferent about this, you're against it. Like, how are you not for unity? Uh, how is it so hard to get people to say Black Lives Matter or to say like there is true injustice going on right now without a but? And that's that's the most infuriating thing. And um, as you said, I echo the sentiments of the NBA, uh, com- like uh, community, just being incredibly out- outspoken and in a serious time that needs these voices. And uh, we have not seen any other league step up to this degree in any real situations. And um, it it goes back to maybe, uh, of course, this is retroactive, but at the time there was, you know, so much sensationalism about Colin Kaepernick taking a knee in the NFL. And the NBA players very clearly like got the message, um, and echoed the sentiments of what was going on. Like if you are not listening to the message of why he's doing it and just complaining about the acts or complaining about these guys being outspoken or something, um, that's the real concern because we're continuing to ignore the message and the message is making its rounds in various forms of action. There has been a lot of people able to contribute to the Minneapolis freedom fund, which now has 20 million in funding. They're good for a while. And, uh, there are now, um, pointing donations toward the the Black Visions Collective and reclaim the block, um, but like people people are showing out in various ways, and it just matters that you are starting to show out in any way that you can. I'm not asking. Uh, I mean, no one is asking you to like stretch yourself thin, but to be more aware of the subject and actively be against racism. That's what the goal is, and members of the NBA community have done incredibly well to get those messages across. Yeah. Super well said, man. Just a big shout out to Vancouver for showing up Um, at black Vancouver were the organizers. We had a couple of homies there, Um, but that was incredibly heartwarming to see. Um, 
the showing out of Canadians as well for police injustice. If you don't think this is an issue that affects you because um, you live in Canada, um, I, I, I hate to be very direct. That's incredibly naive. Um, you know, it, I don't want to get into my anti-police rant or uh, our issues with the police, but there are real systemic issues and maybe not entirely the best people. If you're not holding cops accountable, then those bad people continue to hold rank in and continue to be police. Um, so if you can take action against racism anywhere in the world, you should. This affects everyone, bar none. If, if you don't think it affects you, then you're not thinking about it the right way. I, I, it doesn't even matter if it's a, if it's a day-to-day thing. It's the rest of our lives. If it, what's the future gonna gonna look like? I like, I mean, me and you have shared a lot of messages privately. Um, just kind of going back and forth throughout the weekend about what's what's been going on, and I appreciate you <laughs> being my sounding board because it's just it feels really good to be able to kind of unfilter, just type things to somebody that you're feeling. So again, thank you for that. But appreciate it, you. It. Uh, it truly, truly horrifying watching the videos, like in starting with George Floyd, but th- you just go down the line of what seems like Call of Duty characters out out there in America right now. Um, it, hell, even in Montreal, I've seen some awful videos um, of, of the police brutality. Like it, it's it honest to God feels like a war zone with the, the White House turning out the lights and, and fires erupting outside. Like it's. It's truly unbelievable. It feels like it's the beginning of that apocalypse movie. And hell, we're, we're like, what, five days removed from <laughs> coronavirus, like being the, the biggest pandemic in 100 years on this planet. And yeah, that's still a thing. Hey. Oh, my God. Um, so I, I've, seen, I've seen the memes of uh, coronavirus lost the 3-1 lead to racism and stuff like that. Like, it's, I, it, it flipped on a dime. And I'm not saying it's wrong. Um, but man, taking a taking a, a big giant step back and thinking about how we were socially distancing for the last two months at least, and now we have a, a, a huge amount of people in North America mobilizing themselves in in massive groups, for standing up for the right things, hundred percent. A lot of opportunists also being straight up assholes and and rioting, but. That is also very scary because before the George Floyd um, murder, we had very positive news at in like midweek of the NBA coming back. And that has been completely shoved to the side, regardless of they're still having meetings and stuff like that. Um, I mean, you ask all like 450 players in the NBA and they're going to say coming back is um completely secondary to what's going on in the world right now it's it's nuts it's just so nuts yeah i it made us forget again like first first it was coronavirus that we kind of forgot about the nba season for a second and then we just forgot about it again i've never felt such an important nba season be forgotten twice somehow in the middle of the season it's truly unprecedented twice it's 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 kind of kind of really interesting and scary and um it it also shows the resilience of the nba because like they one it will continue to be a great product but two like off the strength of the voices that these people have in the league they are using that to you know organize and get 
send out the right messages um, to, you know, to bring people together for the right reasons. Um, unless, you know, someone smashes your car window and you're J.R. Smith. Uh, oh my God, hey? As if that happened on the exact same day of his blunder in uh, game one. Yeah, honestly, it's apparently like, what is it May 30th? Like May 31st? It's 31st, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 31st is not JR's day. No, um, it's not. <laughs> I, I also, you know, I, I don't want to get into the, the, the fine details here of like beating someone up because that's, it, you know, physical violence is not cool. But if your car window is being smashed, you have the right to protect your private property. Because um, if, you're, if you're looting against citizens um, or you're riding against fellow citizens, you're, you're not riding against our common enemy. 100%. Well said, man. We're coming up on time here, so um, I think some parting messages are, are definitely appropriate. Uh, I'm glad we did this today, man. Yeah. Um, and, as short as a half hour seems to be, I know it helps me to just get these words like out of my mouth, you know? Yeah, to, to, to say them out loud is a uh, is therapeutic, so thank you as well. And uh, oh yeah, I, I guess we will give some factual NBA news. There's apparently about, what, 22 teams that will be expected to return in a bubble in Disney World? Is Was that right? That seems to be the case, yeah. And uh, almost all of the Western Conference, which is pretty funny. Hey, uh, West Coast, the best coast. So uh, I get it. I mean, I'm not excited to watch the the Charlotte Bobcats. Oh, they're the Hornets. I'm not excited to watch yes, the Charlotte yeah. Hornets. So yeah, I, I get it. And um, I'm excited to have basketball back. But more importantly, I'm excited to try and help uh, fix society in any way that you and I can. Without a doubt, man. Yeah, week to week. Uh, I mean, we're going to take this on uh, yeah, a week to week basis, uh, depending on where the world's at. I, I would love to spend 30 minutes plus just talking about basketball and having uh, some of our best friends back on the screen again that we were able to watch. But uh, some some matters are uh, are much more important and uh, including black lives, black lives. That's that's everything that matters right now. And uh, if, if I can give any parting thoughts I th for somebody that's listening, that doesn't, maybe that was where I was at uh, late last week of like not knowing what to do, like how they express themselves. I think it's important to even just to read, watch, listen, and just sit with those thoughts for a while and, and really try and figure out what those feelings are and know that those are okay. Um, because no one knows the exact right way to feel and neither do you neither do i um but it's okay to feel how you're feeling so sit with those thoughts sit with those feelings um and really try and understand them uh as difficult as that may be 